Welcome one, welcome all, welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. I am your host, Juan, aka Truth in Media on Instagram. You can find me as truth.in.media. All right, folks, so today we got another kind of a health topic. Uh, it's, it's weird how these last couple episodes have been about health, but I think it's important to get back to basics because whenever people ask or think about the idea of how do we change the world, it honestly really is with just what you eat. If you could just change that and make it like legit top shelf, top notch stuff, man, the changes that will come to your life and then it'll just rever reverberate and it'll start affecting everything in your life. And so today I'm going to have a very interesting uh, guest, a woman who went through a sort of a hero's journey, a, a, a path of self-healing. Um, she's going to talk to us about her and a uh, some something that happened with her daughter and how she went on this path of like figuring it all out all because of health and that's what I love about this truth or community type of thing we all kind of come to our own truth in our own way some people do it through health others do it through drugs um, others do it to go through monasteries or all types of ways so today I'm gonna have Lori H Miss Lori Hoffman I found her on Instagram and uh, she kind of started digitally stalking me, you know, liking all my posts and stuff. And I digged it, you know, um, and I would see the stuff that she posted. And it was all about health and uh, natural products and kind of pushing away from big pharma and all that type of stuff. So I, I'm really interested to hear her story and then how she kind of came to see the truth through her own way. So hi, Lori. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to do with to do this. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Um, exciting stuff. I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. So and uh, yeah, I appreciate the things that you posted and you start to find your tribe. <laughs> exactly. And your posts always spoke to me. Um, and so it was something, you know, I kind of am willing to look at all the things. There's not one thing I don't look at or am offended by. So, because I feel like there's something we can learn out of all of it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so before we get into your story and your journey, um, I wanted to play you this video that I feel, um, I don't ever see you post this type of stuff because this is a different lane, but I feel it always all ties back in together. When you like take a step back and really look at everything and put, put little post notes everywhere and, and you try to connect the dots, you'll kind of realize that it all ties in together. So I want to play this video for you. It's about three minutes long, and I want to hear your reaction from it. So are you ready? Yes, go. Okay, here we go. Uh, this, this is from a guy that I follow on Instagram, guys. He's great. He has awesome posts. Please, please, please go follow him. He is called Wolf of Wolf. I mean, sorry, again, this is Wolf of Truth Street. Just how, you, just how it's written all together, no spaces. And um, uh, his quick bio, it says, uh, a puppet who can see the strings a wolf trying to awaken the sheep. So check out this video he posted today and it really, I loved it. So check it out. Movie from 1981. But has it ever occurred to you, Wally, that the process that creates this boredom that we see in the world now may very well be a self-perpetuating, unconscious form of brainwashing created by a world totalitarian government based on money and that all of this is much more dangerous than one thinks? And it's not just a question of individual survival, Wally, but that somebody who's bored is asleep, and somebody who's asleep will not say no. See, I keep meeting these people. I mean, 
uh, just a few days ago, I met this man whom I greatly admire. He's a Swedish physicist, Gustav Bjornstrand, and he told me that he no longer watches television, he doesn't read newspapers, and he doesn't read magazines. He's completely cut them out of his life because he really does feel that we're living in some kind of Orwellian nightmare now, and that everything that you hear now contributes to turning you into a robot. When I was at Findhorn, I met this extraordinary English tree expert who had devoted his life to saving trees. Just got back from Washington, lobbying to save the redwoods. 84 years old, he always travels with a backpack because he never knows where he's going to be tomorrow. When I met him at Findhorn, he said to me, where are you from? And I said, New York. He said, I'm New York. Yes, that's a very interesting place. Do you know a lot of New Yorkers who keep talking about the fact that they want to leave but never do? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, why do you think they don't leave? Even different than our theories. He said, Oh, I don't think it's that way at all. He said, I think that New York is the new model for the new concentration camp, where the camp has been built by the inmates themselves, and the inmates are the guards, and they have this pride in this thing they built. They built their own prison, and so they exist in a state of schizophrenia where they are both guards and prisoners, and as a result, they no longer have, having been lobotomized, the capacity to leave the prison they've made or to even see it as a prison. And he went into his pocket and he took out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. See, actually for two or three years now, Shakita and I had this very unpleasant feeling that we really should get out. And we really should feel like Jews in Germany in the late 30s. Get out of here. Of course, the problem is where to go because it seems quite obvious that the whole world is going in the same direction. I think it's quite possible that the 1960s represented the last burst of the human being before he was extinguished, and that this is the beginning of the rest of the future now, that from now on there'll simply be all these robots walking around, feeling nothing, thinking nothing, and there'll be nobody left almost to remind them that there once was a species called a human being, with feelings and thoughts, and that history and memory are right now being erased, and soon nobody will really remember that life existed on the planet. Into this. All right, Laurie, what do you think of that? Well, I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, I, I think my, I guess, awakening um, to things were, was, was kind of a slow progression over the years. Um, and I, I do see that it is depending on what viewpoint you're looking at, that I think all things do come together and we are creating our own dystopic world if we keep continuing on the path. Um, some of it was breaking up just a little bit, so I didn't catch all the details, but I, I do think that we are slowly um, from all facets, like things that I never even thought of, um, the slow controlling of the human population, and um, as like you said, it, it, staying in your lane and figuring out where you fit in and all this and, and what the takeaway, I think, is where I've come over the last, even just the last year, um, of figuring out, you know, where am I in all this? What, what can I do with this? And you see, I love, that's one thing I have loved about seeing about humanity is in the last, you know, couple of years. And obviously the people have been awake for a long time. Um, and have seen this unfold and progress over the years, but how people are so creative in the ingenuity and being the willingness to turn off all the 
many avenues of programming and control from every aspect. Right. Um, I think it's some people are willing to say, yeah, I, I, enough is enough. Or when they do waken up, you can't unknow it, right? right. And so I, I just was saying this to my husband is once I know something, I can't unknow it. Some things are not maybe as important for me to um, change drastically or try to prevent, but at least I'm aware of it and know about it. Like, I, I love that you have picked your lane of looking at media and movies. I mean, there are things and I never paid a, that close of attention to words in a movie until I saw many of your posts. And I'm like, it is, everything's hidden in plain sight. And it is also in nutrition if you're willing to look beyond what they feed us. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love your little summary. And yes, that's exactly what it's about. It, it, I think there's this truth in the world and it's been trying to be covered up by by the people, the elites. They're trying to erase what it is to be a human. They're trying to make us just robots. And mm -hmm. and eat. that's why I created the show. It's called Bricks in the Wall because to me, all these lies or conspiracies or things they've told us are these bricks that they have stacked up against us. And these bricks create a wall that keeps us away from either truth or self-actualization. And so for yeah. me, it's all about discovering the bricks and tearing them down, destroying them bit by bit. And so lately, the reason I've really been on this health kick is because to me, that's one of the fundamental bricks. It's at the bottom. If you can destroy that, that brick of food and health, man, like I said earlier, it just changes everything in your life. If you can really eat healthy food, <clears throat> natural, organic food, you're going to feel different and you're going to start thinking differently and you're going to start thinking like a real natural human because to me, I think we already all know that there's poisons in our food. Supposedly it's to, to keep us safe and to kill the bugs, but we're eating that stuff as well and it's harming us. And then you can even yeah. go a little more conspiratorial and say that what they've given humans in the past couple of years is actually turning humans into a type of automaton where they can either be downloaded with information or thoughts. So that's a little wild. But um, what I was sensing from you is that you kind of s sort of started on this path. Please tell, tell me, when did, what was it? What was the catalyst that got you started on your path of really trying to figure out what's going on? Um, well, it's, it's one of those things I think, I think everyone has their own place and their own, I guess, calling in your life and, and just your own perspective. Um, and one thing growing up, there were just many times in my life that things in general just didn't make sense. Um, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up as you did. I grew up, you know, in a Christian home with, um, you know, parents. I kind of joked the beaver cleaver, you know, atmosphere. But there were some things that just outwardly, like, you know, in the world, I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I would ask questions and no one could really give me a straight answer about certain things. And I think I just took and put like a mental pin in it, you know, just like, Hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that's about. Cool. And as you get older and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 49 this year. And it's just, there's things that have evolved and got more and more questioning. And I think, you know, a few years ago when this, this rollout of this, um, um, quote unquote pandemic, the pandemic, it there were just some things that my gut told me something's off. Something's not right. I think a lot of people saw that, but I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit even further that my more and more health journey. I always was interested in health and wellness. Um, I went the traditional route of university and got a degree in kinesiology and had a you know 25 plus year career in you know normal big corporate America. 
and um, you know, really wasn't faced with having to understand health other than just what traditional means. And when I had my daughter, I'm sorry, what did what did you graduate? I'm sorry. My undergrad was in kinesiology, and then I have a what, master's what in human in human kinetics out of Canada. Um, kinesiology is understanding of the of human movement. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, kinesis is like movement. And um, actually, when I started school, I actually was uh, biology pre med just because I loved um, all aspects of the human body. Just fascinating. Um, it just, the more you know, the more you realize like, wow, uh, it's fantastic. And, and it accounts for so many flaws, what we do to it, you know, it still, you know, perseveres. And so anyways, um, when I had my daughter, she was the first, you know, person really that was directly around that had allergies and we discovered she was deathly allergic to horses which is um i moved to kentucky specifically to someday own a horse farm i grew up around horses and showed horses and so it was quite devastating when she literally would swell up like a puffer fish um when she was around a horse so that was kind of like wow okay here we go and we did all the things she was allergic to you know eczema and just all these things constantly so i never really had to dig deep other than going to dermatologists, we went to multiple um, doctors in the area and saw many dermatologists. And it was just one thing after another, just this rash and that and just all these issues. And I followed all the things I followed. You know, I was never an anti-vaxxer. I never was an anti, you know, anything mainstream healthcare. And um, I was invited to a, a presentation. It was a typical, it's a big MLM that, you know, got involved with years ago, actually just as a consumer. And this presentation took me by surprise. I rushed in and the gal, you know, presenting talked about all these ingredients. And she talked about how this company was based out of Switzerland and they moved to the US and um, how the UK bans over 1400 ingredients and chemicals, which I did not know. In the US, our FDA bans about 30. Right. I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. Um, and so skeptical, a little irritated because everything she had said was the opposite of what all the dermat all of the dermatologists and you know people I trusted um, told me to do. But I figured nothing had worked, and I um, I was at kind of my wits end at that point, but willing to do different. And I really just had to decide, like, okay, am I going to ignore all these people that have gone to medical school for this gal who? you know, may not have any degree or knowledge of health or nutrition or anything. And she said, just give it a try. Well, I kid you not. And, and my daughter, it was not just like eczema. I mean, she had staph infections. She had MRSA on her face at one point um, as a baby and just on and on. And, and literally within seven days of stopping all the medications and all the creams and the steroids and just trying a clean, skincare line cleared it up and seven days. what's that seven days seven days yep seven days wow and then my attention i was like hmm okay so i went back to another presentation this time a little bit more open-minded because you know when we hear something against our paradigm and that was my honestly that was probably i'll say my first small red pill like my first realization that i don't know what i don't know and I have to be willing to listen to all the things and anything that comes my path because my view and my perspective and my lens is going to skew what I'm willing to hear. Yes. Usually. Yes. And let me interject time. real quick. How do I sound? I hear feedback. Do, do I sound okay to you? 
Yeah, yeah, you're saying great. Uh, sorry, just to say really quick, I think that's one of the most critical steps the, to be willing to admit that you might be wrong. And that's why yeah. I feel psychedelics, to, for me, were part of the catalyst that let me see, wow, I'm feeling and seeing something that I thought was not possible. What else is possible that I have no idea about? And then this right. kind of just opened Pandora's box to like anything. I mean, if you can just go on the path of searching, you'll be surprised what you find. Yeah. And so that was kind of the start. And I don't want to, you know, it, it really was the aha moment. And from that point on, I was really willing to look and dig. And because if we only look to the first layer, if we only, you know, Google that search, right? That's where that phrase, you know, came from. Google that search. Well, you're only going to get what they want you to see. Yes. And that was an aha moment. And it started a journey. So I just started really understanding and that was just topical and then when i really started understanding you know gut health and the, the gut is all the source of all things like we can almost you know st stop disease reverse some disease there's so many things you can do just by addressing you know just that and so that was kind of my slow progression of understanding when i took her you know, when I took her off a of dairy, that was an aha moment. I mean, things cleared up and now she's a teenager and she, she is able to monitor and manage that. So when I see her eating something, she knows like the eczema will flare up when she's eating the ice cream and things like that. But at least like that, but that was kind of the start. And I just kind of went along with that for a while and learned a lot. Um, just that company in, in general was a culture that everyone had their aha moment at some point and you don't really know it until you have deep conversations where some of these people had you know diagnosis and autoimmune is is hugely growing like years ago when i was young autoimmune was like a handful of diseases that you rarely heard about right. and now everyone is getting it and and at first i thought well this is just because our lack of knowledge or our lack of regulation and i really assumed it was just you know, we didn't know what you don't know, but the more in, in the past two years, the more I dug and the more holes I ran down, um, I do think that some of the things are intentional. Um, I think this is a long, multi-decade, multi-maybe-generational plan that has been unfolding in all facets. And um, that kind of led me through, um, I guess, really, I, as I said, I. I had these gut feels with thing, but last year was my true aha moment. Um, there's a couple of YouTube channels that I've followed that one of them was um, quite fascinating to understand and learn about phthalates. Like that's one of the things in our presentation, we talk about parabens and phthalates and all these things. And I was like, I know they're bad. I don't know what they do exactly at the time, but just what those phthalates and plastics and things do, um, heavy metal detoxing, how important that is. And just, there's so many things and there's some basic things that are never promoted typically, I think in the, in mainstream um, healthcare or media or anything um, in terms of what is a game changer for people is just sleep. That is a huge thing is getting enough sleep and nutrition, um, basic things like getting outside, um, but all those kind of tie back into that um, nutritional factors. And um, so I've kind of run down a lot of holes. I, I keep trying to stay back in my, you know, get back in my lane a little bit, but they all, almost any kind of you know, crazy story you hear, you can kind of tie it back to the same 
purpose or the same thing that they're looking um, to do. And it, it made me find a lot of really good companies um, that that understand how the human body works and just eliminating certain things from our food. Like, like some of the things I've even just learned recently um, just blew my mind is just understanding about cholesterol. I don't know if you're old enough, if you went through the whole fat free. I phase. remember, I remember. <laughs> Everything became fat free and, and, and uh, I'm in this, I'm in this course. It prompted me a couple of years ago to um, go back to school. So I'm actually finishing school. So, you know, may need a follow up in a year or so after I learn, cause I keep learning things every week. It just blows my mind. But, um, you know, years ago with cholesterol, that was, you know, the, the big evil and everything went fat free and they loaded everything with sugar. Well, um, I just learned in one of my lectures that it was all, there was some cover up of major studies. It was, yes. it was intentional right. um, <laughs> because when you jack people up on sugar, um, sugar feeds cancer and cancer makes a lot of money in this country. And so again, I was just like, wow, this has been intentional cholesterol cut points. Like, I, you know, we know if your cholesterol is over 200, you need to consider being on cholesterol medicine, right? Um, that has not always been the case. <laughs> that cut point of that number um, has been skewed and edited and changed over the years. And um, it's it's just fascinating. The more you dig into different topics, um, you can just pick a topic. And I can tell you what I, what I know, what I've learned. And at one point in the lecture, I had to re rewind it five times to listen to a little chunk because it, it literally blows my mind how we are so into these to a, a way of thinking we've been programmed to think certain things are good for us and certain things are not so when you hear it the other way even me even now it took me five times and i had to get up and walk away and just like process for a while because it changed the way I have been thinking for many, many years. And um, I think that's the point that people almost have to hit major depression or rock bottom or be on so many medications and they have to want to understand how to change that. Um, they have to want it, right? Yes, yes. And it's sad, yeah, exactly. Like you said, some people are so miserable that they they're willing to give anything a shot. And, and you went down a lot of rabbit holes and I love it. And I also love the fact that you're like, so you went to college and you got a doctorate. So you have that academic mindset. And like I was talking about in my last episode, you know, it's crazy to think that the people who go to college and stuff, they feel they're being educated with like the top notch education. And a lot of it, it really is lies. Like when you were talking about that study, that study that said that um, certain fats were bad for you. After that, that changed the whole everything. And it, ruined a lot of people's health and the other yes. thing you were talking about cholesterol we actually need cholesterol like avocados have cholesterol there's different types of cholesterol am i right there's two different um readings that they give you on those. yes there's hdl and ldl and um we always hear it as that you know h is the um the good cholesterol and ldl is the the bad and um that was actually the aha moment that i had to rewind it three times and, and rewrite my notes because even I know like LDL is you want the lousy one to be low and the high one to be higher, but it really comes down to a ratio. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at other countries, like those that live in the Northern regions that they have very, very high cholesterol, but they have the lowest counts of 
like the Eskimos have the one of the lowest counts of heart disease. And same thing with, I think it was the Italians. Um, but when you look at the amount of cholesterol they consume is a huge and they have high cholesterol levels, but they have low heart. This is all, it's just been uh, edited to, to push for sales of Lipitor right, right. that for, I think it's $14 billion. Uh, I even have to look at the number. Um, billions of dollars just for Lipitor sales since 2000. I'm thinking it was like 2009. No, 14, there it is, 14.5 billion by 2008. Um, and it's been the top drug since 1999. My God. Uh, yeah, I just got and done that's listening. Just, that's just one. That's just one example <laughs> right i just got done listening to an episode of joe rogan he had like a sales rep for like oxycontin and he was just talking about how they um they don't really blatantly tell you to push these drugs but they kind of incentivize you and slowly but surely you start going down that route where you just want to sell drugs and it's not even about the patients anymore you're just trying to make your dues and and get your bank account up but the way he said it, it seems like it's laissez blah, but I think there really is a consorted effort by people on top to harm people and to, to make money because they get us sick and then they sell us the things that supposedly cure us, but they're in fact, they're just masking the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I'll have to say, you know, I kind of struggle, you know, I struggle that. I, I guess, you know, from our perspective, if we have, if we're people of integrity and character, we just think, you know, how, how could this be? Because you do trust um, you do trust certain doctors if you've known them for a long time. So I think part of it is like in the indoctrination and what in the last two years I've had to rectify in my mind is that people are either completely asleep to what's going, the, the bigger, broader picture, I call it like the three million, you know, foot view, or they're bought into it or they're bought out and then be, being bought out, meaning, you know, bought out financially or they're bought out because of fear, fear of losing their job, fear of coming clean. They just want to brush it under the rug and don't want to talk about it. Um, or they're truly the source and the beneficiary of basically, you know, smoke and mirrors as I, as I call it. Um, so I've kind of had to rectify, like when I, when I, I'm, I'm not the most trusting person <laughs> and I've known this about myself and I'm, I'm better at about it. Um, but I do try to say like, okay, is this person really, is this, is this doctor really evil? No, probably not. They're probably just not aware of the bigger picture or they're, they're so fearful of, you know, not being able to feed their family and losing their job if they speak up. Right. Yeah, I heard a lot so about I that. So I think there's a level of that, you know. And I had I had to get to that point because I just thought, you know, is everyone is everyone in the world against everyone? Um, I think there's just a level of that perspective that they have, and uh, and so I think people really do have to do their own research and um, be careful, you know, having that wisdom and discernment of what's really happening and ask the questions and go beyond media or you know the the programming that we're faced with. Right. Regular. Right. And I wonder how, because you told me a couple of times you had to like really process what you were reading because you had gone through the whole educational system and yep. in a sense indoctrinated to believe what they were telling you was right. Um, yep. So I want to hear after you discovered this, uh, what company was it? Would you, do you want to say the one that you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'll sing its praises all day long because it's, um, so it's Arbon. It's a company based out of Switzerland. 
They came to the U.S. in the 80s, and literally the, the founder of that company, his name's Peter Mork, he was appalled at all the ingredients and chemicals and things that were laden, even in the, the products, um, skincare, you know, they've, they've got um, nutrition. Um, we do like a 30-day, quote-unquote, detox or 30-day um, really just kind of helping people understand how to read ingredients, how to, you know, eat and, and paying attention to ingredients more so than macros to, so it can become a lifestyle. And so you know, it's, it's marketed as an MLM. Um, but what I've found out of it is not only is it a, a, a great business model, but it also is a great community because everyone has their reason why they found it to begin with. Exactly. Um, whether it was my, you know, like my daughter was allergies. A lot of people have autoimmune. Um, they may have celiac where they're, you know, super allergic to gluten and they're, you know, 100% gluten-free. You know, there's just little things about the U S like, you know, is tell people pay attention. Don't pay attention to the the labeling on the front. When things say gluten free in the U.S., it still can have a certain amount of gluten in it. Um, whereas some companies, I know Arvana, there's probably others, but we truly have untraceable amounts of gluten, and so that is important. And that's how I think how people eventually, through their seeking and their digging, come to this realization, and then they stay in that community because that's what the, we're there for, to find the good nuggets, to find the information. Um, and I found, you know, just even when the pandemic hit, there were groups that formed that led. That's when a lot of leaders came out in terms of resources and information um, off, you know, off the beaten path, you know, like within box or other means to communicate on what's okay, what's safe, because we're all seeking the same thing. And so, I, I love that about that community. And there's others, I know there's other companies, but even from that, I'm finding more and more through my schooling that I'm in now of um, certain supplements and certain things that we are lacking in our diet. Like years ago, when I grew up, when I took nutrition class in college, we were the premise that you could eat anything, you know, fruits and vegetables and meat, and it was good. Um, now we have to be cautious because um, there are big corporations that own a lot of companies that we buy from. So that's not necessarily the case. We didn't need supplements back then. I really am beginning to believe that we do need more supplementation now because we've depleted our soil, our, our water, um, you know. No, it's um, fine. Just, um, I just want to interject. Um, I love how you kept, uh, we keep on bringing this idea that it's kind of some type of suffering that always leads us to waking up, waking up. Yes. Um, I remember yes. specifically, um, do you know about the show Westworld? I am, I've heard of it. Yep. I don't think I've ever watched it. Okay. What's well, about these robots uh, that eventually become conscious and alive and they can uh, move on their own and have free will? And so how this happens, it's at one point, uh, the guy who helped make the robots, um, someone asked him, so how do these things actually become alive and awaken? And he said that it's a, they had them on loops and they constantly had them feeling some type of suffering. And then he goes on to say that during suffering, we are trying to seek some, like you said earlier, some type of uh, release. And that in this release, this searching creates one to become conscious and to seek for something different, to imagine a different possibility. And it sucks, but in a lot of 
a lot of things in life we have to suffer or go through something sad or traumatic that kind of sparks that that flame to to really get us going yes and unfortunately i think this is where big pharma has really um interjected because they are adequate i mean and they and they'll say it, it does treat symptoms like people that develop a disease um caused by many different things they will prescribe you something they want people to take those pills they want them to be reliant on them they want to feel some relief even though most of the time it's short-lived um because they want that constant revolving door of medication because that's what makes money right they don't want to cure you they just want you coming back correct and um just the stats alone when i started um schooling she the the owner of this company has been fantastic because she went through and you know we put billions and billions of dollars into um or millions of dollars into cancer research and diabetes research but we don't put uh, even though autoimmune is ex, 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 so much more but we don't put any uh as many resources and money into that because it's cheap it's just better food and it's lifestyle changes and it's really having to kind of dig um, and dig and figure out. And it's and it's different for everyone. That's the difficulty is we're all different. Everything in our environment and what we eat and drink matters. But we're all unique because we all have genes and we all process things differently. And that's what I'm loving about um, even the schooling I'm doing now because there's there's every aspect, every person that comes that will come to me in the future and and practice clients right now, just, you know, as I'm working through this, you get, they're, they're a puzzle. Everyone's a puzzle, but the person has to be, I found they have to be at rock bottom because usually they've tried the medication. And if they're not to that point, they just want the quick fix because they're so busy and they got so much going on. They want the quick fix. Um, but they have to hit that rock bottom where they're willing to say, okay, can we figure this out? Let's figure this out. Cause it takes time. And most people, when they get to the point of a diagnosis, there's a, not a way to reverse it per se. There's the, I've described it as it's like a dimmer switch. Um, you can't turn it off, but you can dim it. And so everyone's trigger or everyone's, you know, um, issue may be a little bit different, but discovering that I think is where, you know, I think, I think it is exciting that we can figure that out for people um, that they can live better. You know, like my daughter, she knows like she can make a choice for herself. She can choose to eat this or that, or she can choose to, you know, use a, a cheap perfume, but she knows that she's going to pay for it. And she understands the difference now. And I think people have to get to that point. And, and it's, and I always say it's overwhelming. There's a lot of information out there, but just pick, I always just say, pick one thing and just do one thing and then get to used to doing that and then pick the next thing. Right. right, right. You'll drive yourself crazy trying to address everything. Yeah. We're bombarded all day with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You can definitely burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. So tell me, uh, to pre- what is one of, you were talking about supplements that humans need. What are some of the most important things that most of us are lacking that can make a big change in people's lives? Well, um, what I can tell so far, just in general, we have, we've depleted a lot of our, our foods are in general depleted. Um, there's some, there's so many good podcasts out there, but just understanding if you're eating out of a box or a bag, chances are 
you're not only eating empty foods that could lead to sickness, you're also, you know, it's kind of like you're sabotaging your health for the most part. Um, there are better options out there and available. It's getting better, but it's still not great. And people have to learn all the tricky words um, to keep an eye out for them. Like there's over 50 terms for sugar. So. Mm. <laughs> um, but I would say right now I'm learning a lot about um, magnesium. I'm learning a lot about um, D3. Um, during the pandemic, there were some countries that supplemented and actually there's countries even before that, that supplement their, their, um, their countries with D3 because they know the benefit of that. Just that one, that one, um, vitamin alone is huge. And if you live where the sun is less shining in the winter months, you have to take D3. There's apps, you can monitor that. So that is a huge one. Um, one that I took a couple that I just took based on people that I trust in functional medicine, they mentioned, um, quercetin, they mentioned NAC, um, they mentioned zinc, all those three things right there, um, kept me and my family healthy through most of it. And that was, those are ones that you don't hear. I never even heard, I've heard of zinc, but I never heard of NAC or quercetin really prior to the pandemic. So, and I just took their lead. I said, if they're practicing medicine and meeting with patients and they're taking that and keeping, taking that to keep from being sick, then I'm going to do that too. Um, so D3 magnesium. Um, curcumin, uh, I saw acid. you mention curcumin. What's that? Curcumin, I, I saw you mention curcumin. Yes, curcumin is another huge one. I'm learning a lot about it. Curcumin is basically a, a subset of turmeric. You have a lot of people have heard of turmeric. Um, what I'm learning about turmeric, though, you have to take a lot for it to be able to be absorbable. Um, it's also not so much, in general, supplements. It's not so much what you take as it is what your body can do with it. Mm -hmm. So this is where it's important to start to get your health position in a better spot because if you're eating trash and you know going to fast food every day and then you start taking supplements it's just not going to have the same effect right. if any effect um i kind of describe it, it's like trying to brush your teeth while eating oreos right. like yeah. it's just not going to work very well um so it does come down to having to figure out um, and eliminate things from your diet. Um, the the owner and professor of my schooling, she described it, describes that we have to unmuddy the water. So just discovering what it is that affects you most. Like for some people, it's mostly dairy that affects them. Sometimes it's gluten and removing those things even before you start to add in things. Because sometimes that is a huge difference in between whether you have a depressed, um, you know, feeling and just, I know for myself, um, when I eat bad and sometimes it's just a choice, like, yep, I'm going to eat the pizza or yep, I'm going to eat the popcorn at the movie. But I now know that for the next two days, I'm not going to be at my best. I'm not going to be clear thinking, but I, it took me years to figure out those specific things. It took what they describe as an elimination diet. So picking an elimination diet, that's what basically what Arbonne does in our 30 days. It elim eliminates certain things and then it amps up 
through supplements, um, clean nutrition. But people can do that without having to pay a dime. Just choose for 30 days to not consume dairy. See how it feels. Right. I know and, people want to say yeah, they want to change their life. Like, just like make that challenge for yourself. Like, yeah, use- it, a little challenge. You can even feel a difference with sugar after you get past the sugar flu because <laughs> yeah. it's pretty rotten for a few days. But just eliminating sugar alone for a week, people will start to think more clearly. Like, um, I'm almost convinced that a lot of just in general are antidepressants that get prescribed. A lot of that could be undone if people were willing and able to um, just understand what it is that's triggering their depression and what's causing that. And a lot of times I think it is just our food. Uh, yes. And it, I'm sure you've heard recently, they just um, figured out or the, the new, the news came out that they found out that, depression and that stuff it doesn't come from a chemical imbalance in the brain and for the longest time that that's the excuse or that's the studies that they had been using to kind of prescribe these medications to alleviate people yes yeah um because it's it's everywhere and it's just rampant i think a lot of it is um like i said if you kind of just dig into the history i i came across this by accident last summer i was looking up details about Monsanto and really just understanding the history. And um, I was shocked how you, you can, you know, everything I, I do believe that most things in our world were created for good, um, that they were started with good intentions. And then over time, it falls into evil hands, you know, or greedy people. And it just slowly just has digressed over the years. Because right. um, <clears throat> from from my vantage point, Monsanto was started for a good cause, and now it's created. It's just creating a lot of havoc in our health. And if if you go down deep enough in in the hole, and sometimes I do believe that it's intentional. Um, maybe it's against the the U.S. in general or humanity in general, but they're able to control us more if they can control the way we think. Yeah, and sure. um, when they can control the way we think our body follows along. And um, that's one thing I've kind of understood too. It it was really frustrating in the beginning as I started to awaken. I say, you know, I, I, some of these were realizations over the years, but last summer I truly, I, it was kind of an abrupt red pilling. And once I saw everything and I, I had been, you know, asking for that, knowledge i think listening to you yesterday you kind of said that to you just kind of wanted to know more no more that was always me i just want to know more no more and once i knew enough it was abrupt and devastating <laughs> very depressing for a while but now i've kind of found my lane where what am i where do i fit in all this and just sharing with people not a, pe- a lot of people don't want to they don't want to hear it or they've been programmed for so long that they can't hear it. I love it. And that's exactly the allegory of the cave from Plato. You got out of the cave and the sun hit your eyes and it kind of hurt for a bit. But once you got acclimated to it, you were like, oh my God, there's a whole nother world. And then you try to go back into the cave and wake others up. But some of them are just so indoctrinated that they will sadly die like that. Like just believing all the bullshit. Yep. 100%. (laughs) 
So tell me, what are some of the things you said that there's a 30 day program to eliminate and uh, ump, amp up some things? What are some of the things uh, once you discover this thing with your daughter and after those seven days you saw a change? What were the things you started eliminating from your diet or, or, pro okay. or products in general? So products. So uh, initially for her, it was, you know, as I said, it was just more topical. We hadn't addressed. She was a lot younger and I tried to you know, start taking away her, her milk, her cereal with milk. And she rebelled <laughs> greatly. And, um, dairy is a huge one. And I, and I, and I say these things, you know, like, yes, once in a while I will give in and I'll eat the cheese, but it, we haven't had dairy as far as like milk in our house, probably in almost seven years now. There's so many much better alternatives, like pick a nut milk. The only one I would avoid, I'd, advise against really, I'm not a big fan of soy milk and we don't advise soy milk um, because it does, it kind of mimics um, estrogen. It kind yeah. of fans the flame of breast cancer. So it's just better to try to avoid that one. There are forms of soy that are okay, soy lecithin and things, but in terms like a soy milk, it's just better to avoid that one. But any nut milks, there's so many like back in the day, you know, I said back in the day, but there was maybe one or two, but now you, it's, it's so easy to just do that easy swap. Um, and one says, well, which one to use? I said, well, I kind of use different ones based on if I'm cooking with it or drinking it or putting it in a smoothie, you know, it all depends on what flavor I'm going through, but dairy is a big one. And I kind of describe it this way because you know, a lot of people say, wow, I love my Greek yogurt. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's really good, but there's really good Greek yogurts that are made out of almond milk or coconut milk. Um, Cause I do believe if you're eating maybe raw directly from the cow, um, you know, on your farm, it, it's probably not as impactful, but a lot of people have um, reactions to it. It's just kind of a, a inflammatory at a cellular level. Um, and also it just, if you think of it this way, like this was my aha moment with cows on this years ago, I was, after I had my baby, I was just having a hard time losing like the last 10 pounds and I was just struggling. I showed someone my food journal and he took a look at it and he says, dude, you got to get off the cow. And I was like, what? I'm like, I'm drinking skim milk. He's like, he said, it is a major inflammatory. It's just going to keep you puffy. If you just remember that it's made to grow a massive cow. And he's like, you don't want to grow like a cow. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I dropped, I just dropped the milk. I did nothing different. And wow. I did, I lost those 10 pounds. I was like, holy crap. And this is way before I discovered, you know, Arbonne or some of these other cleaner companies. I just didn't know. And I understood, you know, about, I thought I understood about nutrition at the time, but that was my aha moment Wow. that it is trying to grow. You think about it, like we're the only mammals that drink another mammal's milk right. really yeah that's weird. like you know so that i was like that logically i just wrap my brain that way around it and think okay that makes sense to me um another one is gluten and i think a lot of people say well i don't have any sensitivity to the gluten but it's not that you're on or or that you have it or you don't it's kind of a continuum and um some people are more affected by it and some people don't realize how much they're affected until they completely get off of it so what contains gluten? Like, what would you say contains oh. gluten? Well, I used to just think it was, you know, if you look at anything with wheat, um, wheat, uh, a lot of sauces, it's actually in a lot of things, believe it or not. Breads, cookies, cakes, pastries. Um, it's like a gluey substance that kind of gives certain foods like a texture. 
So um, it, it's in a lot of things. So that's the trickiest one. One way to easily avoid it is just to avoid um, wheat. I think that's like the biggest source of gluten. That was like an aha one for me. But it just caused like an underlying level of inflammation that most people don't recognize until years um, as you go. You know, disease doesn't just show up one day. It it's slowly manifests under the under the surface until like you start to have symptoms. There's this analogy that they use in um, medical school that I've heard many times from multiple physicians in Arvon um, as a company, and I love it because it made it made sense to me that you think of your body like a bathtub, and as we eat foods over the years, so obviously the kids now are getting more and more you know chemicals poured in it, but the, like the spout is the inflow of toxins and as our as we eat over the years and toxins flow in when the bathtub starts to overflow that's basically represents the, the symptoms have shown up uh, well doctors basically use a mop the the medications they give you to manage the symptom is basically the mop right but if if you don't unplug the drain which kind of represents like our gut right mm-hmm. it's like one big drain and you don't turn off the toxins, the symptoms are just going to continue to overflow. Right. And you're going to constantly need the medication to mop up that those symptoms. So what what our, you know, Arvon's 30 days does or any kind of elimination diet, again, there's 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 multiple ways to go about this. But for me, that was like the easy button because they give you the recipes, they give you the don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. And that's the stopping of the inflow of those toxins and foods that have junk in them. And then also in the same time, supplements, it, it amps up the supplements that our bodies are missing that we're deprived of. And also it cleans the drain. So it allows that water to flow through. So, you know, after you know, that's when, usually when the tub is so overflowed, you're already like, that's already disease in my mind. It's already to the point that it's probably difficult to undo. And that's, um, I mean, you could name a bazillion different autoimmune that we we struggle with. And I even think a lot of our neurological um, diseases, actually, I think Alzheimer's is now being referred to as type three diabetes. It's just, it's, it's just uh, rampant. And a lot of it's from our environment, from our food, toxins coming in and even just weight loss in general um you know people that that struggle with losing weight it's not so much the amount the amount that they're eating is it is what they're eating and if you we have this perception that we have to lose weight to get healthy but actually it's the other way around we have to get healthy and then the weight releases on its own and its own time you just have to be patient persistent with eliminating those chemicals and some people that are um you know don't have weight issues or don't struggle with that they're still actually their toxin load is sometimes even greater because they have less body mass to to hold those toxins and um so it's 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 uh it's complex but we've figured out a lot of things um so going back to your question you know dairy wheat wheat is a big one because glyphosate um, that's something that is sprayed on our foods and it's in a lot of things. It's a chemical, it's a pesticide. It's also known as Roundup. It's in a lot of things. Um, so avoiding wheat, that's one thing that we recommend people getting off wheat because that decreases that glyphosate load. Um, soy, um, some grains, um, especially for women that are over 40, like we eat a lot of grain. There's a book called Grain Brain. I can't think of them, but it's, it's a good resource. 
Um, sugar, sugar is a huge, <laughs> a huge factor and um, it, it feeds cancer. And I, and it's, it's interesting. I've learned a lot about sugar in just even the last couple months and um, that not all sugars are created the same. There's a lot of the way they're originally packaged. You think about um, if you were to eat a sugar beet or a sugar cane or an apple that has sugar, everything you need to digest that apple comes along in that package. But what we've done, the processing we've done and we've refined it and processed it and processed it. When you eat that sugar, I've actually heard the stat in class that for every molecule of sugar, you actually are turning your immune system off for up to five hours. Oh my God. So it's, would that be? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I've gone like on a sugar, I try to cut out sugar for a while and then I, mm-hmm. I, I drink a Coke and it's, it's too sweet. I can't believe like I used to drink that all the time. <laughs> Yes. And there's a lot of good alternatives. Here's, that's the thing is, as I said, almost, I feel like, you know, this, this interview is midstream because I'm still learning quite a bit in my coursework um, and aha moments of, you know, even what sugars, there are really good alternatives to sweeteners. Like I've learned a lot just through um, the Arvon community, but also there are a lot, even in these classes of what she describes as designer sugars, they're, they're perfectly healthy. If you use them in moderation, you don't want to douse everything with, you know, hundred percent maple syrup, but it's designed with the nutrients are still attached to the sweetness. So when you consume it, every little process that needs to happen in your digestive system, that nutrient is there to support the body to do its job. And when you eat something empty, um, like, white refined sugar it goes in it has no nutrients to pull from so it actually has to deplete all the cells around it to process that sugar and so it's the it's literally sucking nutrients from the surrounding tissues to do its job and when it does that it's taking your immune response and those resources so that's why which makes sense right everyone's super stressed we eat a lot of sugar say around the holidays and then, you know, everyone, I feel like everyone gets sick around Christmas or was it just me? Mm. <laughs> um, you know, like every time it's like, boom, because your body's just depleted and then it's overloaded with all the cookies and all the all the sugary stuff. And it's just like, wow, I have to turn off all my immune system and then you're around more people and then you catch things. So I, like that was an aha moment for me. I'm like, that makes so much sense. Like right, it right. just makes sense. And, and just to intervene really quick, um, I don't know if you've heard about terrain theory, but the, according to them, the theory is that when you get sick, it's actually your body trying to release all the toxins that you've accumulated. So it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense that you say like after the holidays, after you eat all this junk, your body's like, okay, now we got to get rid of it. And that's flu season. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. And also because people are not outside, right? And the sun's not de- out as, as much. Right. And we're not outside. We're, you know, we're, most of us are working inside. We're sitting in an office, very sedentary. We're not outside. We're not exercising. We're not getting sunlight. So um, I, more and more I'm learning, it is super important for people just to get outside and get that natural D um, for as much as possible. And then if they can't, definitely be supplementing ever anyway. Um, and if you think about it, you can just look at people in the southern states. They're, more out, they're outside more but it's just because the sun is out more mm-hmm. and they just get access to it more often than not. So that, that was an aha moment as well. 
Yeah, man, um, you taught us so much. Um, and we, I, I feel I could talk to we, for you with uh, for hours. Uh, so I'm definitely want to have you on again. And um, I wanted to ask you, what about uh, sparkling water? What do you think about sparkling water? Well, I, I, I don't. Um, I think it's fine. I think some of those little, it's like a big thing now, like buying the bubbling machines and whatnot. Um, I think it's probably fine. I think it depends on what it's made with, like what what's making it sparkly. Um, personally, I, I, I mean, I, I don't love it because it makes me all bloated. <laughs> it's not like a fun feeling. And I think when people get off sparkling water, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's a bigger trend. There's one that I actually buy for my kids quite a bit. It's called Zevia, Z-E-V-I-A. Okay. And that is definitely a great alternative um, to get your kids off soda. If you want to help um, keep your kids from missing a lot of school, just amping up their vitamin C levels, giving them multivitamins, like a clean one, not a junky one. That's the other thing is a lot of junky multivitamins out there that it kind of defeats the purpose because they're so loaded with sugar. Yeah. But a clean vitamin and um, and uh, adequate sleep, that's the other thing is I'm learning is one of our first things that we have to address in health is making sure people are getting enough sleep. Um, it's like maintenance period. You think about like manufacturing, they have to shut down to maintain their equipment. Your brain is the main coordinator of all things and it has to have eight hours. So correcting just sleep, um, a good multivitamin, some supplementation, and then getting off soda and sugars and all those things. Um, it, it, it's amazing. And if you, and you can long-term it's best, but if you know you're going into a season where you have to be on your game, just say, okay, this week, I'm, I'm just not going to eat any sugar. Um, one resource that I have really enjoyed watching because I feel like he has all the information. He's great at having short little YouTube videos, but it's Dr. I think it's Dr. Eric Berg. I think it's B-E-R-G. Um, I'm not on TikTok, but he has great little short YouTube videos. And sometimes I'll go down a hole in like understanding like the effects of oregano like which isn't or a cilantro, which is a heavy metal detoxing herb. You can just pick a topic and usually he's talked about it in a very quick, easy summarized version. And I have learned so much and it's prompted me to look at other things too that I didn't know about. Um, but he's a great resource. And most people don't want to read a lot <laughs> or read you know technical books but he can give you the the quick version. And if it's something that speaks to you or say, Hey, I may have, I may struggle with this. This may be something to this. Um, you can try it out and it's just a great way. So basically what I got from this whole podcast interview is that to be like a legit healthy person, one would have to basically live like people lived thousands of years ago, you know, growing their own food, having their own animals and not buying anything at the store that's in a bag, like you said, or in a box because that's all the poison. And then to add what you were saying at the end, most people at the end of the day, they just want to relax. So they're going to get that snack. They're going to chill. They want to watch something passive. They don't want to learn about health. It's just sad how we're in this world where everything's been turned upside down. Yeah. So I love all the tips that you gave us. And um, as we come to a close, uh, first, let's plug up. I want to put your links on the show notes so people can follow sure. you because you have your own Arbone website, right? 
Yeah, and there's a couple other great companies that I've uh, learned to trust. I'm very picky before I recommend, and I will make sure I try products before I recommend them. There's a couple others that I've finally um, started affiliated with, with folic acid and curcumin. They're going to be coming out with that, and it's a very high-quality liposomal, which is good um and so yeah a couple other research i have a i have a link that i can send that has links to all and actually is a lot of the products that i just use for my own family because people ask me all the time well, what kind of vitamins do you buy your kids or what, what do you use for this and i finally just put them all together so people can just find you know saves them the research that i've already done yes that's awesome because i've done research and i heard that there's so many like you said earlier vitamins that are actually not your body's not actually getting the nutrients and like you said also they have a lot of sugar so yeah. it's always kind of like a struggle finding the right one. Yeah, for sure. So thank you for that. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. But other than health, what kind of uh, advice or uh, positive note would you like to leave the audience with? Um, from a nutrition standpoint, if it comes from the ground or a mother, it's probably good for you. Um, and like not eating out of a box or a bag, that is something that Dr. Deanna Holdren repeats often in her podcasts. I'll, I'll give you that podcast to listen to. She's got some great tips as well, but just, um, you know, really thinking about, you know, how were we designed? I, I do believe that everything that we're designed to use is on this earth. I think our creator made us and made everything accessible that will help us. And the more man is involved, the worse it gets. <laughs> so sticking back to our the original design, the original creation, and um, and eating things from the ground or mother, and avoiding all those all the all the junk, and um, getting back to basics, I think is is the way uh, we are designed to be, and the way it should be. And I think it will. We can start to turn some of this around. Um, the more people wake up to that um, and we can unplug from the system, basically. I love it. I love it. Currently, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm just trying to think of an idea of how to create like a, a mini city outside of a city that's it will be made up of people who will uh, they will have their own houses, but we'll live in a type of community where we can all own a plot of land. And then we can all buy the machines together and we can all work together to grow our own food. So I'm on that stage right now. I'm trying to figure it out. Eventually, I want to talk to actually like architects or people who actually lay out city plans and see if something yeah. like that is possible. Because I think the way of the future is not cities. It's like you said, a gr eating from the ground. And this will only happen if you have enough land. Yeah, I think <laughs> talk to a lot of farmers. I think that's it's happening. I know people that are already doing that and actually have been planning that for many years, believe it or not. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. And I feel we're, we're waking up. I think, like you said, because of COVID, so many people saw like what's really going on and how we're being lied to. And I think yes. it was a catalyst. And I think it's not the great reset. I think it's the great resignation. And we're going to yes. walk away and we're going to be happy and healthy and have the world that we really deserve. Yes, I think uh, good things are coming for sure. All right. So I love it. And thank you for joining me again, Lori. I definitely want to do this with you again. You're very smart. I love uh, your mindset and how you articulate yourself. So maybe we can do maybe we can do another episode and talk about like, I'm sure you heard of Dr. Sebi. Mm, no, you should look into him. Uh, Dr. Sebi, he talks about eating more of a plant uh, type of uh, lifestyle 
right. look into him. And I just want to talk about doctor, alternative doctors that give um, a different insight of, of how to like live holistically and how to um, combine different things to become a holistically healthy person. Awesome. Yep, I wrote them down. All right, so we'll do that next time um, after the show. We'll talk and we'll set that set that up. That sounds great. Thank you. But thank you again, Lori, for doing this. I love it. Um, God bless you, and I love that you ended with God. Um, bless you and your family, and I hope you have a great week and a month and everything. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was my interview with Lori Huffman. She is a wealth of knowledge. Um, I can't wait to talk to her again. Um, we talked for a while off after we got off the air. And, um, man, she's such an interesting person. She actually told me a lot of things that um, I've already spoken to you all about. Deep, deep stuff. And um, she kind of wanted to talk to me about that stuff off air because I know I can, it can seem kind of loony. But to me, I think that's... Once you look at things through the spiritual lens, everything makes sense and everything clicks. And you're like, oh, okay, this is why all of this is happening. So maybe we'll talk more about that on the next episode. So please, y'all go check out that um, company, Arbor. They have a bunch of products I'm seeing here. She has a strawberry flavor protein shake. And um, like she said, she's always betting. She, we spoke after and she told me she vets all the products she buys and she only gets the stuff or only promotes the stuff that she that she uses. So please go check out her stuff. She has a bunch of different stuff. Ginseng, fig sticks. I don't know what that is. Um, let me see. Um, she has makeup, like healthy makeup for women. So you might want to tell your girlfriend or wife. Um, yeah, different stuff. Y'all should just go check it out. And then she has a, a link tree. Um, link with a bunch of stuff uh, over 10 different things that you can learn about so if you're really on that path about healing yourself becoming the best possible version of yourself um it's amazing guys like i i used to hear about this stuff and i was like man that's all bullshit man y'all talking out your ass like i really thought like that and then slowly but surely i actually started doing the things that they were telling me to do, like eating right, sleeping right, exercising, meditating, all the things that we already know. Really do them. Make a challenge for yourself and do them. For a week, just do it. You have nothing to lose, you and you have everything to gain. And with that, I want to end on this song that I feel totally matches. It's again by Akira the Dawn. I've played him on here several times. Again, he takes uh, speeches or clips, and he... Um, he puts him in with music and it's it's awesome it's very motivational and it's kind of like mu like gospel music to me it just makes it fills me with hope and 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 i don't know how to say it. hope and just a glimmer of hope that we will overcome and that we will win at the end so thank you for listening to the show if you made it to the end this is called because it's hard by akira the dawn check it out and thank you for listening. If you want to tip the show, uh, it's on the show notes. And remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. This is Because It's Hard by Akira the Dawn. Peace.
It just depends what you want to consider. If you're automatically sure that you know what reality is and who and what is really important, if you want to operate on your default setting, then you, like me, probably won't consider possibilities that aren't annoying and miserable. And miserable. But if you really learn how to think, how to pay attention, then you will know you have other options. Because it's hard. It takes will and effort. Do it. Because it's hard. It takes will and effort. It will actually be within your power to experience a crowded, hot, slow, consumer hell type situation as not only meaningful, but sacred. On fire with the same force that lit the stars. Love, fellowship, oneness of all things deep down, on fire with the same force that lit the stars. Love, fellowship, the mystical oneness of all things deep down. Not that that mystical stuff's necessarily true. The only thing that's capital T true is that you get to decide how you're going to try to see it. Peace.